Hello, one and all. Welcome once again to another exciting and exhilarating episode of Maine Education Matters, the number one source, I guess, of all things uh, analysis of the Education Cultural Affairs Committee uh, and the Maine Department of Education. We take a kind of look at what's going on there and seeing what's advancing legislation-wise and policy-wise and we listen so you don't have to. And my name is Matt. And my name is Julie. Julie, how was your weekend? Oh, Matt, we can't go there. Oh, uh, we can't? No, we celebrated 50, my 50th into like a two week span. It's been crazy. It's been good, but <laughs> yeah, we can't go there. Can't. <laughs> okay, so uh, if there are any kind of uh, uh, impromptu or any kind of gorilla type videos out there about about the Smythe 50th. Uh, let's, let's share those to at Main Ed Matters on Twitter and we'll get those trending. Uh, so let's call it hashtag, hashtag uh, Lady Smythe goes nuts. You could call it that. Awesome, love it. Uh, so we're gonna recap what happened what, as we're recording this on May the 10th, we are gonna be re recapping the week of May the 3rd. There were a bunch of work sessions that were held some previews. We're not going to go over the previews. We're just going to kind of review uh, any of the, the votes that happen and the report outs that happen to kind of give you an idea of what's happened because things are happening so fast and so furious, furious, Hobbs and Shaw can't even keep up. So we're just going to kind of do that. And we're going to do a little bit of a different tactic today because of all the different ways in which it's been happening. We're just going to kind of lump them all together to be like, here's how, like, all the ought to pass as amended here, all the ought not to pass, et cetera. Here's what's going on. We'll tell you what they are. And if there are any, we want to kind of dive in a little deeper on, we'll do that. How's that for a plan for today, Julie? A little bit of a deviation. A deviation or a hodgepodge, which would you prefer? <laughs> uh, yes, this is called us not really having a plan and kind of improvising, winging it, shall we say. Life is busy. Very busy time of year, for sure. Very, yeah, very and very busy time of year. And uh, the legislature, the Cultural Affairs Committee is not helping us. Oh, fast you know, they, and furious. They fast could be furious. so helpful and just like say, okay, if you come before us, it just ought not to pass. Although there have been many of those, but let's start with LD 1189. I feel that's going to be a big one for those in our positions. So LD, 1189. LD 1189, this is this uh, was an act to amend teacher certification statutes is ought to pass as amended. As of right now, well, as of right now, that's what it, what it is presented by Representative Brennan out of Portland. And this, this bill uh, did a few things requires that ed techs to get authorized uh, to get an authorization rather than a certificate for serving in public schools amends a definition of educational specialist does a number of different things it also revises some of the qualifications for a professional teacher certificate um and a, and, a, and, a, and a bunch of little other little things so how is this going to impact schools do you think julie i i think it's going to i i don't think we're realizing the impact i think it's a positive impact it is analogous in my mind to the voice and choice that we would like to be able to give our students that it's not just one way to reach certification, but you have some multiple ways to do so. We're trying to improve upon that. Um, but chapter 115 is what guides our hiring processes, right? Because of certification mm -hmm. and I know that Dan Shahuda, the deputy commissioner, worked closely with the State Board of Education to really make some positive changes. And they had oodles of meetings and stakeholders. So I think it'll be positive, but I think it's going to, you know, it's going to take time for us to wrap our heads around these positive changes. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree that it'll take some time for us to wrap around, wrap our heads around them if for no other reason what this is doing is, or at least the intention of it seems to be that, in my, in my humble point of view, that it's making the ways in which someone can become an educator a little bit 
easier, right. which is good for schools and teachers or whatnot, because we have a massive educational educator shortage in this state slash country. And we need people to come into it. And sometimes the ways in which to get into it are really challenging and difficult. And it's a hill that's almost impossible to climb for some. It's important to note that there were two other bills that had to deal with certification. 1149, which I believe was Representative Fecto's bill, and 1169, which was Representative Sampson's bill. And if I recall, both of those were taken almost word for word and put into 1189. Maybe some small changes, but very interesting that those were absorbed into 1189 to guide chapter 115. And we will definitely need time to wrap our heads around all of that information. We, yes, absolutely. And so, so just to kind of put a bow on that one, 1149 and 1169 that you both just mentioned, they were both voted ought not to pass because their language was incorporated into 1189. Right, so this is this is how the, the education committees work. They'll get a lot of bills, might have the same kind of thing, and then they'll just kind of mesh it all together into one um, or take some of the good parts and maybe leave some of the other parts out. Uh, yeah. So I don't, yeah, so so basically the bill is going forward is trying to alleviate a lot of those, those barriers. Other, other bills over the last week that have been voted ought to pass as amended. 1152, a resolve to require the main post-secondary educational institutions to review the level of student debt and to develop plans to limit student debt, of which I applaud. 1329, an act to establish the Career Advancement and Navigation Initiative in the Department of Education to lower barriers to career advancement. And stop me if you wanted to talk about any of these. Yeah, that that one, um, it sounded like a very smart approach that we have tried to insert support in pockets of our state to, um, it reminds me of, what's the word I'm looking for? It's sort of like instructional coaching for adult ed that, we are this bill supports our adults who are hardest to support whether it's because they have a language barrier a motivation barrier or too much on their plates um, this puts i'm not sure if it's people yeah the people in place to support um our adult ed programming and it's already i didn't write down which county it I think it might be Cumberland County that it's already occurring. And now this will just expand to a few more counties. And it seems to be very well thought out and moving forward. From what, oh. I, can, from what I can tell, yeah, it, it, this is creating a new segment or a portion of the main Department of Education. Yeah, so it's, it's already in Cumberland County. And so I believe it's extending maybe into portions of York and well, it says that the bill establishes the quote career advancement and navigation initiative within the DOE to provide educational career guidance. And so it's, and with the fiscal note attached to it of uh, for the first year, $104,000, this next year, $119,000 going forward, projections of about $120,000 to $125,000 a year. This is adding an additional, this looks like it's adding at least a person. Yes, I have in quotes, employed by SAUs, but funded by DOE. I like that. So then that, see, that says to me with the amount of money that they're looking at putting, if they're really just only looking at to support SAUs to do $100,000, if they're looking at funding people for that, that's like one person, two people maybe. Mm. So it's not a whole lot, a whole heck of a lot of money unless what they're gonna be considering is that districts can do it as stipends. You know, not necessarily full FTE positions, but right. stipended. It would seem like stipends would be appropriate. Yeah. Um, so that was, that's a, that's a fun one. Uh, also happening ought to pass as amended, LD 1318, an act to increase high school graduation rates for students experiencing education disruption. LD 1451, an act to align the expulsion process with school disciplinary policies. 
144, an act to fund capital improvements to career and technical education centers and regions to bolster Maine's future workforce. And finally, LD 772, an act to permit naloxone possession, prescription administration and distribution in public and private schools. So last week they ought to pass as amended seven bills. I believe wasn't the recess the 30 minute recess or no 30 minute lunch wasn't the 30 minute lunch part of that too because when you said the did you say 1383 or I did, maybe uh, did not say 1383 yet no that's homework sorry not homework um, nope what you're talking about is ld 655 an act to require at least a 30 minute lunch period for students right what and do you have on that that was both that was a it was a reported out as divided report so it ought to pass but also the the minority report is ought not to pass right and the amendment on that wasn't necessarily to mandate but it was to look at the possibility of supporting 30-minute lunches so representative dodge brought that forward she's very passionate about that um yeah this has been brought before it fell under the realm of the naloxone naloxine and it in as much as the naloxine was pushed forward that it we're not forcing this on districts but if there is a district who has the um, person power and the wherewithal to offer this training for their nursing staff that we want to support that but we're not going to mandate that so the amend there are there has been a so the, the the title has been changed from that act to do that to quote a resolve directing the Department of Education to survey SAUs and review the feasibility of a 30 minute lunch period for students. So it's it's changed it from that act to say you will do this to be like, can we do this can to what extent to what extent can this actually be done. Right. Um, which is which okay great it's just another thing for the doe to study i know which is hard but i think in our in the mcla survey 17 percent of school this i and i don't know where this is coming from i now that i'm 50 i do have a little bit of memory loss but let's just go <laughs> let's just go with this that i thought the survey resulted in 17 percent of the surveyed schools the, or the schools that responded already do have a 30 minute lunch. So there are pockets in our state that have successfully found how to do that. Oh yeah. Oh, it can totally be done. It's just a matter of creative scheduling, which is the barrier and the blockade for so many educational initiatives in our schools, the schedule. Although it's kind of, it, it might be a moot point at this juncture because one of the silver linings we've seen in our area is staff members who have really enjoyed having that time with their kids and trying to rethink how we do lunches from now on so that you know we don't have 200 kids in the cafeteria at one time and so i'm assuming you're looking at that also for next year in your district i'm i'm sure that there will be conversations about how to do any and all things uh my my biggest hope for going from this year into following years is that we listen to the lessons that we've learned. Yes. From all of this. And that that whole adage from Winston Churchill of never let a good opportunity, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yes. That we've we've learned a lot from this and we've learned what can work well. We learned that one of the major points of any kind of successful teaching is engagement, which is kind of one of those like in some ways obvious things. However, it's also not when you get into the schools. So it's kind of like, to what extent can we really actually looking at and get redefining engagement? How might we create engaging opportunities, environments, et cetera, for kids? And I hope that we are really able to take the things that we're done, the things that we've learned and not just say, well, if a pandemic hits again, we have all these tools, put them in a, in a shelf, in a binder somewhere, and then just kind of go back to quote unquote, the way things were, because that worked out so well for everyone in the past, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard people say like, oh, 
Zoom has created lazy kids. It really? Because a year and a half ago, people were saying, though, there was the phones that were creating the lazy kids and they weren't paying attention to my class. So we should get rid of the phones and put little boxes or things on, on when you're going to the room to put your phone away. Are they still engaged? Did that help? Maybe it did for the moment. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm on a tangent here. I could go on this all day. I know. And I caused that tangent. I'm sorry. But... Oh, you're totally, I, I, I never apologize for causing me to go on a tangent because all right. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a tangent lover. So uh, 6.55, it had to require at least 30 minute lunch, changed to kind of a study about 30 minute lunches. That was both ought to pass as amended, but minority report ought not to pass. Two other bills met that criteria. LD 515, an act to create new models of main manufacturing, employment, and education, ought to pass as amended with a minority report or not to pass. And LD 277, an act to discontinue the use of the SAT in main schools. Yes, what happened? What happened with that? I found this very interesting. There was a bit of an amendment, but it really didn't change much to the language of the bill. Um, and, you know, I, I don't really know, I don't have the, inf oh, I do have the information, sorry. Uh, ought to pass as amended, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I'm sorry, eight, uh, eight to five. And it looks like it was right down party lines. What I recall about Representative Brennan's sponsorship of this, wow. he, he wanted to make sure that the SAT wasn't used for accountability, which that has already been taken care of. And then, but he wants, I don't know if he or if others were advocating, but students still need to take the SAT to get into some of their some colleges. I mean, it's definitely changed, but how do we make sure we're supporting our students and not throwing everything yeah. out? Yeah, this this I, I think this comes down to a problem with the title of the bill more yeah. than the actual substance of the bill. Because if you read the title, an act to discontinue the use of the SAT in main schools, that could be easily interpreted as we're we're not going to be allowing anyone to take the SATs right. at all in schools. Right. But the bill, like you said, itself, it talks about it from the assessment and accountability perspective, because that bill was never, that, that test was never meant to do that. And I think it comes down to that level of, I don't know if it's politics, I don't know if it's ignorance, I don't know if it's willful ignorance, I don't know what it is, but it's like, the bill says this, the title says this, so we're going to vote on the title versus actually the bill itself, mm. which I don't understand. Right. Uh, so... Anyway, that's the ought to pass and ought not to passes. So, I mean, over the last week, uh, 10 bills have been passed. But not much, not much substance to any of them, but a lot of work for the DOE. A bunch of work for the, for the DOE, yeah. Yep, as, as, is, as is per, per usual, which to be honest, maybe this is a terrible thing to say, I'd rather the if if they, <laughs> rather they have it than us to be honest with you know the, keep them busy so they can stay up. <laughs> leave off leave us leave us off of it you know oh. um, and we'll and we'll get to those days of the curriculum mandate because we have a couple of those and one of them's happening happening basically as we speak. Ooh. Uh, oh, so we, we haven't received any texts from our friends yet though. No. Not as of yet, but oh, they will come. There will be texts as a. Uh, forthcoming movie starring Daniel Day-Lewis will uh, will provide. Anyway, last week too, there were a number of bills that just went straight up ought not to pass. We've already talked about a couple of those, the uh, teacher certification ones, 1149, 1169. Some other uh, bills that are just, the committee said, nope, no thanks to, we're going to stop these. LD 650, an act to increase funding for school construction projects. LD 566, an act to address labor market inequities in the school funding formula. 742, 
a resolve to track youth mental health during the COVID-19 public health emergency by ensuring the MeHouse survey is conducted during the 2021 school year. We talked a bit about that one before. LD777, or as I like to call it, the Danzig letter, or bill, I should say, because this was the one that I referenced to a, a metal song from the early okay. 90s, late 80s. Uh, 777, seven is my name, seven come and seven go, and seven will remain. Uh, from a, a song by, by Danzig, Deep Cut, an act to correct career and technical education funding, also ought not to pass. Uh, LD's 1393, an act to protect a parent and guardian's right to educational information regarding a juvenile student. LD 1014, an act to repeal school bus reimbursement formula and replace it with EPS funding. 1379, an act to establish a lifetime substitute teacher certification for established successful educators, ought not to pass. LD 1280, an act to bolster rural economies. Nope, not gonna do that. We're gonna do it. LD 1248, an act to limit the cost of four-year degree offered in the state and implement provisions designed to reduce student debt. Nope. But that one was also covered. There was one up above LD 1152 that had a resolve looking at student debt. Mm -hmm. LD 350, an act to increase the number of courses regarding autism spectrum disorder that count towards special education certification. A lot, they said, no, no thanks. Well, I think that was one that they feel will be addressed through 1189, that by having 1189 support chapter 115, that encouraging more autism spectrum yeah. disorder courses would be an avenue. A number so of those not bills- not really It's not completely yeah. nixed, but it's, it's supported no, elsewhere from what yeah. I gathered. Yeah, a lot of them did get folded in. There are a lot of those bills though, if you look look at them all, a lot of them have to do with funding right. and funding is not necessarily going through and being passed so much. A lot of the bills that have gone through so far have not had a lot of funding aligned to them. So speaking of funding, yeah, I found this interesting, LD 429. Can you put your hand on that information? Yep. I think that is the one um, maybe protecting the health and safety, having to do with the health and safety committees by Representative McRae. That is. Okay, so this was a first experience for me where Hillary, our um, analyst, came back and said that, who was it that, um, that flagged this as a potential mandate? So her organization, the legal analyst, uh, I can't think of the correct term. Anyways, it was flagged that it, it could be a potential mandate. So they had three, three options of what they could do with this. They could price it out and work to get 90% of the vote. They could do what would be called the mandate preamble and get two thirds of the vote or they could argue to appropriations, this is absolutely not a mandate and this is why it's not a mandate, but it should move forward. And when Representative Brennan spoke up and he said that he was in favor of going for, let's argue that it's not a mandate. I just found that very interesting. Did you catch any of that or do you have any notes on your end on 429? The only thing I have on 429, if that, I mean, I don't, I didn't see that that came up again. Um, and if it did, it kind of it slipped by, it slipped, you know, through the five well, hole. It could, have, it the could have been in a language review. Maybe that's when, because it might have been because this was originally voted on on April 12th. Right. Well, it came back. Like yeah. my indigestion. And it was a divided report. I'm sure it was right down party lines. Yeah, it usually is. Um, so no. I'll, I'll just be sort of following that one to see. This is the one I've praised in the past because I really, um, really respect Representative McRae and, and well, would like to see something that he supports pushed through. Well, well, it is, well, what it does is it establishes SAUs to establish an SA, a health and safety committee to coordinate planning and response to health and safety matters affecting students and staff of the SAU. Um, now, this is clearly in response to COVID-19. However, 
health, if, if, if you go back, try to go back prior to COVID, which is hard to do, admittedly, but one of the things that school districts were diving really deep into and were going to levels that I was, there's, there's some really hard things that school districts try to do was school safety in particular because of the amount of school shootings that were happening. Right. And this is one of those committees that would also be handling and dealing with that issue, making sure that safety and security would be an issue, as well as things like social, emotional, and behavioral health and leading that. It's a massive committee, and a lot of districts don't have them because they're not a mandated committee to have either at the board level or at at a school level, or if they do have them, they're ad hoc. You know? So it's one of those, I agree, this is a fascinating topic. And- one that I think is, is highly necessary for districts to have, but it's interesting because it does come down to a mandate. And supposedly, supposedly it's been flagged as a mandate, but I, it will, I, I think they should argue that okay. it isn't and see where that takes them. Sure. So a few other bills happening last week, some uh, divided reports don't have, I don't have information on how these were split out. Uh, anticipated anticipated divided reports, but LD 639, an act to improve professional training for school counselors. LD 1323, an act to maximize service to students by adopting conditional allowances for participation by families of school board members in school activities. Yes, (laughs) I listened to that and I I can see both sides of that conversation. I mean, think of rural Maine where Uh you might not have very many people, but those members of our legislature who have been on school boards or are on school boards, they're like, oh, it's a slippery slope. And I've, I've seen the, the, the ugly when it comes to people's perceptions of so-and-so is playing more or so-and-so got this because they're like, don't go there. But then, you know, they put the language of in the best interest of kids in the best interest of students we should allow this so that you know if you have a division one athlete who has all this all-american experience and they could impart that on on students so i think they did something around volunteerism maybe they made an amendment to make it voluntary and not a paid position maybe i'm looking for any amendments and i'm not seeing anything in the on their website no, oh. the amendments have not been um, uploaded in a timely manner. No. I they, they, now, I, I get it. They have a lot going on. There's a lot. Those who live in glass, what is that expression? Those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw Should grab the bull by the horns. <laughs> so I'm not judging. I'm not judging. But, oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, so this, this does that. It all comes down, in my opinion, back to that nepotism policy that had to come out a few years ago with, with a law that the, and districts had to go and kind of write all this stuff to make sure that things didn't happen. And it's all a response to that, you know? And so there's that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to one in a second. LD 474, an act regarding school discipline for Maine's youngest children, divide a report. LD 961, an act to provide equity and access to applications for the National School Lunch Program and School Breakfast Program. Again, divide a report. And if we can kind of intuit as to how the divide reports are going to happen, most of the time, it's completely done on party lines. It is. Occasionally, there will be a new member of the committee or a new member of the legislature who will jump over. But I, I bet that person gets spoken to by the yeah. political leader at some point. It, it's fascinating to me. Um, what was the 474 one you mentioned earlier on, oh, does the elementary discipline? Yes. Oh, that was another one where, you know, I, I was an assistant principal 10 years ago. So fortunately I had a, an excellent mentor in Lloyd Crocker and, you know, he, he taught me about restorative practices before it was even a, a buzzword. But it just blew my mind hearing that there are places that just don't make good choices when it comes, I don't know, it just, it was very interesting to me. 
So, so this one did a couple of this bill did a couple of things just to catch our, our listeners up. It required superintendents to include as part of the written notice um, a list of available free and low cost legal services, and that the DOE has to create that list and update it annually. But what it also does, it provides that a student code of conduct may not prescribe suspension, expulsion, or the withholding of recess as a consequence of a violation of the student code of conduct by any student enrolled in grade five or below, except as provided, blah, 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 blah. So this is another one of those, like you kind of talk about, I see both sides to it. Right. I, can, I can see the sides of saying like, all of the science says, don't do this stuff. You know, don't withhold recess as a, as a consequence. Don't, you know, what good do suspensions and expulsions really do, et cetera. The other side is, however, we need to, we, we agree, but we need to keep this as a, or these are a potential option for those safety issues if it was. It, so it's one of those like really touchy and difficult ones that were the, the, where I, 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 I really do see both sides of it. You know, it reminds me, Matt, of our RTI pyramid, that the RTI pyramid came into play to show us that for, you know, for 70% of our population, you have these tier one supports that really should work, right? right. But when they don't work, maybe there's another 15 to 20% who, who need something a little bit more. And then at the tippity top of that, pyramid, you have a small percentage of students that suspension might not work for. And that is the situation that I feel they were trying to put it all in. Whereas I'm pretty sure when I was an assistant principal that I could give a detention to a child to curb that behavior and it never happened again. But you just, you can't do an all or nothing with this, in my opinion. And I think yeah. that's what the amendments really tried to to fix around yes and so many of these bills they do this whole wide swath of abolishing everything and that's where these any of these bills that come out that are like absolutes right they're gonna struggle in getting passed because there's there's always an exception to the rule as a as a former colleague when back in oregon used to say uh every generalization is false in the specific mm -hmm. Right, because there, there, you'll always say, "Yeah, but there was one example of one." Okay, but what about the ninety-nine thousand other ones? However, that's why these bills are going to are going to struggle to get through. That said, the science is pretty darn clear on really good ways of um, discipline, doing discipline, and also in terms of instead of being reactive, being proactive and thinking but about I, the environments and the. I go back to there's only so much time in the day mm -hmm. and there are only so many of us available to have those conversations. Boy, was it so irksome when you wanted to get to that restorative conversation between a child and a teacher, but you couldn't pull the teacher because they were prepping for an exam yeah. the next day and the student was absent or, I mean, there are just so, there's so many obstacles that make it difficult. So I appreciated that. I think the amendment to this was recess could be used for restorative conversations or for one of those evidence-based approaches. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so where is that at? It's a divided report right now. It's a divided report. Um, and I don't know, what I don't know is if the majority is ought to pass as amended oh, or whatever. I'm pretty or sure ought, it is. Or ought not to pass. And the, the minority report would be ought to pass. No, I, it I, was majority ought to pass as amended, but there were a lot of amendments thrown in there. And this is the part I look forward to learning more about. I haven't experienced, like when when will this next step occur? When are, when are we done with work sessions and, and hearings? And then it really gets into what happens with these bills. Uh, I mean, I, I know some of the stuff has been happening at the legislature. I don't have that list yet. I keep promising every week that I'm going to at some point do that and, you know, kind of come, come forward with anything that just happened. I just haven't been able to do that yet. Should um, I, should I send them my vacation week so that they don't interfere and, you know, have uh, yeah. some important, do you think they'd like to know when my vacation week is so that they don't schedule anything? I, I think that they would, but I, I would be, I would warn you, they might do the opposite 
I'd be like, oh, it's Julia's vacation week. She's available. <laughs> so you know, be careful what you wish for there. Yeah, really. Um, so the other one that was a divided report I want to just quickly touch on is we don't have the, the breakdown of it, at least I don't have it right, uh, handy. LD 1383, an act to limit homework in public schools presented by Representative Collings out of Portland, co-sponsored by Senator Merriman of Knox. And this bill provides that beginning in the 23-24 school year, elementary students in K-5 may not be assigned homework unless the school board adopts a policy to permit the assignment. So the default is no homework, but the board can say, yes, you can. It also, it also directs the, the committee there, uh, Education Cultural Affairs, to conduct a study on the use of homework in middle and high school, determine recommendations regarding limiting homework. Right, so I, I really thought this would be dead in the water. Like, I, I really thought it would be a quick conversation, but it wasn't. And so it first was ought not to pass, but the majority wanted it to pass. So it was six to five, maybe the motion failed. So then they went into the resolve to do a study and said, what are best practices when it comes to homework? What is the efficacy of K through 12 practices? And the report back is January 15th, 2022. It's a pretty quick turnaround for some, you know, with all that they have on their plates. Absolutely. Yeah. That is quick. So it's turned from a thou shalt not to let's study it to what extent yeah. great what 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 i what i wonder again is who's keeping track of all these studies and to what extent are they being done and provided to the education cultural affairs committee i would assume that they are i assume the best intention i assume that they are and if that's the case are these studies being communicated to the legislators so that they don't be putting these bills up to be like, hey, let's not do it. Like, no, we've studied this. How is that communication happening? Uh, I think I answered my own question. Yeah. Uh, I just feel for the, the poor soul from the DOE who is going to be responsible for all these studies and their eyes just must roll because I feel like depending on which party line these sponsorships have come from, they, the political parties do not want to disappoint their colleagues, yet the DOE ends up bearing the brunt of all of the work. They sure as heck do. All right, Matt, finish us off. What do we, what? So what? we have a couple of other bills that um, were around there that one other that has just been tabled, an act to improve maritime education in Maine. And then one other that I feel like I have to mention because it was on their, on their docket. Um, but I got to be honest, I don't know what this means. If you it, have to mention it, then you'd better mention it. It's LD 1483, an act regarding sexual misconduct and intimate partner violence policies at institutions of higher education, LTW. Yeah, what's that? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I think it might be just sent to a different committee. That's what I was thinking, but LTW. We, sh we probably shouldn't even brainstorm what we think that could be. I, I actually spent about two minutes. I, I, I went I, opposed to our on-brand um, abilities of actually putting an effort. And I did do a Google search for like main legislature, LTW, LTWs, and couldn't find a thing. So lettuce tomato wrap. Yes, that's what they're doing. They are putting it into a sandwich. They're making that as part of the menu down at the cross cafe with spicy dill pickle chips and all is good. One could only hope mm. that wraps up that week of May 3rd. Of... No pun intended. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I had apologized, but it was pretty awesome that that just, but that just happened. Um, 
that was a busy So let's week. do a quick quick look ahead. As we, we are recording this on May the 10th, this will come out so, shortly that day or a little bit after. So there's a preview, a couple of previews happening of a couple of days this week. Let's talk about May the 10th because there's a big day. There are seven bills being heard, uh, public hearing on May the 10th. And we already had a week or so ago, what we called curriculum mandate day, where there were a number of bills that were coming forward about curriculum mandates, et cetera. Well, that was just like the preview. That was just like the introduction because today, what is happening on May the 10th, oh my goodness, the amount of bills that have to do with curriculum mandates. So let's go down the list. LD 68, an act to introduce a career in fiscal management elective course at the high school. Again, mandating a course at the high school. Okay. Well, we all need that financial literacy, but boy, mandating. Yeah. Okay. Man mandating a, mandating a course that, that there are, there are major implications to that and it's in our standards and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to skip around a little bit on this little list here. Cause there's, I want to say something in the middle in a minute, uh, LD 406, an act to study the costs and feasibility of requiring industrial arts to be offered in all main public high schools. Okay. I, that'll probably become a resolve. I would imagine to study the costs, but again, another study industrial arts. Okay, great. LD 549, fascinating one. An act to include community service hours and high school graduation standards. I can't imagine that's going to be controversial at all. About no, um, no. adding a whole other layer to uh, to graduation standards. LD seven hundred one, an act to require the education of high school students in certain life skills, which will probably go, might go which goes along with LD four hundred six, the industrial arts one. And then there are three bills that are going to get lumped in together. We're going to kind of get blended all together. LD-187, an act to require education about African-American history and the history of genocide. LD-215, an act to require instruction on the history of genocide and the Holocaust. And LD-1664, an act to integrate African-American studies into American history education. Do you think Joe Schmidt will be brought in? I would hope so. Me too. I think that's why I'll watch tonight. I will go, I will spend my evening waiting for Joe Schmidt to come and impress the Education and Cultural Affairs Committee. Where is it safe so, to say that that this podcast, we are huge fans of Joe Schmidt? Oh, huge fans. I don't huge. think there could be bigger fans. There could be other fans who are as big, but none as big, none bigger. None bigger. I like that. I, I wanted to bring some of this up because, hold on a second. If any of you longtime listeners are having a bit of deja vu, you'd be right. Because I actually went back into the 2019 spreadsheet and I found a couple of bills, an act to require education about the Holocaust and L, that was to LD 1050 at the time, and LD 1700, um, a resolve to promote the inclusion of, uh, sorry, my, my African-American history and culture in the curricular offerings of SAUs. And what happened in 2019? In 2019, both of those were ought to pass as amended, or ought to pass or ought to pass as amended, um, but they did not make it to being signed hmm. they i do not know if they made it to the floor i'm looking at the spreadsheet right now and i'm not seeing if they made it if they ever made it or they just kind of got killed on appropriations or whatever happens to it so what i'm hearing you say is that are you predicting that these will go forward but likely won't go too far. I think what you're what we're going to hear is we're going to hear a lot of, you know what? Yeah, we should be doing this. We should be teaching this stuff. You're also going to hear like this is going to amount to the, the legislature putting a curricular mandate 
onto the local districts, which has already been established by statute you can't do. The, in, the most interesting one, in my opinion, is the LD 1664, an act to integrate African-American studies into the American history education, because that really goes into, it goes into, well, they both kind of, they all change the standards a little bit, but it, this one does a little bit more broadly. Um, but I think what's gonna happen is you're, you're gonna hear a lot of, yep, I think we should do this. I think all districts should be doing this. It should be an integral part of how we do education and teaching of history. But we gotta let locals make that decision. The, the response to that will be, yeah, but if we don't make it something, it won't happen necessarily, or at least won't happen consistently across the, or across the place. To which then the response would be, I would imagine, well, L, uh, the, when the Native American, when Wabanaki studies was brought into main legislature and statutes, that was 20 years ago. And what's happened with that? We had to actually intentionally put it into the standards in very specific terms at every single grade level to be like, no, you got to do this. And here's how you do it. So it, I think that it's going to pass through the committee, but I don't really see it going much beyond there. And I think it's going to change a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of changes that happen in it. Um, I would not be surprised if this changed from an act to build these things to another study, to look at how it's being done, to make recommendations. And then as the knowing that the social studies are gonna come up again in I think two years for the standards revision process mm -hmm. to bring all that information to them and be like, here's how we build it in. We put them into there. Maybe that's not my thinking, maybe that's just my hope. So big day happening with curriculum mandates on May the 10th. Uh, the other, anything else you wanna to, want to talk about that one with Julie? Mm -mm. No? All right, cool. Right, we'll wrap up with May the 13th, another day of uh, public hearings. I'm calling this kind of just a potpourri day because there's a bit of everything. You have one of my favorite titles, an act to improve Maine's education system. Because, sure, LD 247, uh, presented by Senator Daughtry to Cumberland. And right now it's just a concept draft, unless as we're talking or in the meantime, something else has come up to make it less of a concept draft into actual uh, an actual draft of something, but I'm not seeing it as of right now. Wait, are you saying that I only have two work sessions to watch this week, the 10th and the 13th? Those are the public hearings. There are other days of work oh, public hearings. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, these days I have to prioritize, and it has to be the work sessions. So this afternoon, one going on almost simultaneously. I will watch that tonight, and then when are my other work sessions? I need to mentally prepare for my evenings. Sure. I, I, I totally understand mentally preparing for evenings because uh, having, you know, two wonderful, lovely children at home who I love very deeply, but it's, that, that, it's a lot and that, yeah, it happens. Uh, so you have work sessions happening nine o'clock in the morning on May 11th, May the uh, 10 o'clock in the morning on May the 12th. And that is it for work sessions. So they're doing one day of public hearings today work session, work session, public hearing. Okay, I'm on it. And then you and I will record again, hopefully this Friday and hopefully. report out. Yep. And there are, there are a few of the bills happening to, 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 to kind of throw out there for the May 13th that are coming up for, in case any of you were interested in following along with the public hearings or will be following along for work sessions like LD334, an act to help Maine students catch up and keep up by providing remedial and comp compensatory assistance in response to, to education disruption. Is LD there, can we have a bill um, to help directors of curriculum catch up and keep up? That's a fantastic idea. Oh, phew, I thought you were going to say that that only applies to me. No, it doesn't only apply to you. That, apply, that applies to, to, to all of us. Because um, I will say that because of all of this this year, the work I am woefully behind on my uh, TV shows that I binge. I'm woefully behind, so I need to Matthew. get caught up. Matthew, I need to oh. catch up and keep up on those on those episodes. I have not watched Bridgerton. I don't even know what that is. I know it was a thing, but I don't know what it is. I never. So I I, I implore 
Absolutely. To let us curriculum directors get back to what we normally do during the day, which is watch Netflix. Not funny. That's all administrators do, isn't it? That's isn't that the perception? We just sit around watching Netflix and, all yeah, day? Take naps and catch up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. Not where I was going with that. Well, that's why you have me around to, to do a little sidebar. Uh, Couple more, LD 1632, an act to update the laws regarding the Maine Education Center for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing at the gov and the Governor Baxter School for the Deaf. LD 640, an act to an enact the Campus Free Speech and Free Press Act. Are you uh, having a hot flash? Yes, it's, well, it's, it's very hot in my office right now. Oh. Got the sun beating down on me, I got the window open, but it's one of those windows that only cranks open like three or four inches right. i just wanted our listening audience to know that you were fanning yourself and um yeah i'm i'm, I'm in a, i'm in a schwitz here okay you know uh ld 1672 an act to require that private schools must that enroll 60 percent or more publicly funded students must meet certain requirements that won't come up with any kind of controversy at all and LD 1684, an act to strengthen Maine's workforce by expanding English language acquisition and workforce training programs. So a bit of everything on the 13th. Okay. What times are ahead? And follow us along. We, we're having, honestly, we haven't been tweeting very much because our, our crack, we had to fire most of our crack social media team because they were uh, woefully ignorant in many things and we're just, just, just down on the job and, uh, well, we're, they got the SmackDown earlier this year. And so we had to, we're still looking for people. So if you're interested in having a tremendous amount of extra work on your plate and negative money, meaning that you pay us, uh, feel free to send us a resume or a CV. But you can still follow us along for when new episodes drop or other things happen. You can follow us at Main Ed Matters on Twitter. Or on facebook.com slash Main Education Matters. And once again, Julie, happy birthday. Oh, no more. No more. I'm done. I'm done. And with that, we will see you next time. Thank you very much for listening, y'all. Thank you.